Hi, I'm James Johnson, and this is a review of Peter and the Starcatcher, which is being performed at Fayetteville's Cape Fear Regional Theater. This show opened on October 27th and will close on November 11th. To get tickets, go to cfrt.org or call 910-323-4233. Boy from Neverland Usually hanging out with Peter Pan And when we're bored we play in the woods Always on the run from Captain Hook Run, run, lost boy They say to me In the second show of their new season, Fayetteville's Cape Fear Regional Theater is continuing their trend of bringing new and exciting theater to the North Carolina stage with the family-friendly farce, Peter and the Starcatcher. The comedy is an adaptation by playwright Rick Elise of the 2004 novel of the same name, written by Dave Barry and Ridley Pearson. The story is a prequel to the classic story of Peter and Wendy, first given life by playwright and author J.M. Barry. And if I have to explain to you who Peter Pan and Wendy Darling are, then I feel that your time would be better spent calling your parents and demanding they tell you why they denied you a childhood. Really? Like Barry's original play, Peter and the Starcatcher is a story filled with magic, orphans, pirates, and hard lessons about growing up. Though perhaps its greatest departure from Barry's original work is in the broadness of its comedy. The play feels like Peter Pan by way of the Marx Brothers, and that's not a complaint. The story is filled with surprises, so I'm going to try to sum this up while giving away as little as possible. Three orphans are shipped off on a boat that also happens to be carrying a very valuable and very magical treasure that is under the watch of professional star catcher Lord Leonard Astor and his daughter-slash-apprentice Molly. When the ship is captured by the flamboyant Captain Black Stash and his crew of dastardly pirates, it is up to Molly and the orphans to prevent Stash from capturing the magical treasure and using it to gain his heart's desire because he's a pirate and their heart's desires are typically not super great. Captain Lieutenant. I'm no lieutenant. No. I told a lie. Unthinkable. British never lie. Well, pirates do, don't we, boys? <laughs> I demand to see Captain Scott. Oh, why didn't you say so? Presto Scotto. <laughs> what? Robin. How dare you, sir? Release this man! Yeah. I'll take the key to that treasure trunk of yours. You'll have to kill me first. Uh, we were gonna kill you second, but I'm flexible. <laughs> the play's cast, like in Godspell, which had recently been performed at Fayetteville's Gilbert Theater, appear to share a hive mind at times, as they all work together to tell the story with the ensemble frequently switching characters and motivations on a whim, and oftentimes obliterating the fourth wall to talk directly to the audience. The ensemble of this play is so incredibly important to its working, because unlike past productions of Peter Pan, the show's special effects are all very dependent on the imagination of the audience, and less so on elaborate set pieces or invisible wires. We don't see a boy fly over the audience or the stage fill with actual water, but by way of the energetic and passionate performances of the show's cast, we still manage to walk away feeling as if this was something we experienced. 
experienced. Everyone on this cast did a phenomenal job selling the world. Typically, when one is dealing with a stage play, scene changes are minimal, the action is kept confined to whatever is possible with some choreographed jumps and fake punches, and monsters or otherworldly characters are limited to what is possible with a theater's costume budget. However, that is not the case with Starcatcher, as instead, it dares the audience to help them tell the story by using slabs of wood, steps, rope, great performances in the audience's imagination to transport the story literally to any location or scenario that they want to. Actors Graham Baker, who plays the boy who would be Peter Pan, and Malena Pennycook as Molly, the show's titular star catcher, give beautiful performances that are sweet without ever being nauseatingly so. Baker sells the audience on Peter's naivete, but also his innate goodness, despite having been wronged again and again by the world of grown-ups. Pennycook, meanwhile, elevates the role of Molly from that of a love interest to possibly my favorite character in the show. She truly gave her character a strength and a confidence that made it clear that, like Wendy before her, she is deserving of having her character's title referenced in the name of the play. Still, it wouldn't be possible to write this review without mentioning the show's clear standout actor Timothy John Smith as the fiendishly hilarious Captain Black Stash. Literally every scene Smith is in is heightened by his involvement. For some reason, I kept on thinking of Kevin Klein from A Fish Called Wanda, which I consider high praise as Klein managed to be the most reliably funny person in a film starring two members of Monty Python. Other standouts include actress Becca Borvoilis and Paul Uriola. <laughs> I hope I'm pronouncing their names correctly. As Miss <laughs> as Mrs. Bumbrake and Alf, respectively, a comedy couple which managed to bubble just below the surface of the main story. Actor John Salvatore, who played more characters than I have time to name here, helped make each of his performances unique with his use of his body and voice, and also managed to get some of the show's biggest laughs. And of course, I must mention the show's Lost Boys, who have been condensed into the show's other most memorable comedy duo of Prentice and Ted, played by actors Zane Burkhart and Karsten Otto. The young men both appear to have a great grasp of both timing and physical comedy. Can you keep a secret? I can. We can. Those little bits are star stuff. The trunk in Slank's cabin is full of it. There's some in here, too, in case I'm ever in trouble. Star stuff? Let me see. No! It changes people if they touch it. How? Different ways, depending on what they want to be. So, if somebody gets their hands on the star stuff and... And they're evil or greedy like Genghis Khan or hungry for world domination like Caesar or Napoleon or, you know, Ayn Rand. <laughs> Who's that? Ugh, didn't you learn anything in that orphanage? Was kind of busy trying not to die. Oh. But if star stuff's so dangerous, why are you after it? I'm a star catcher. We have special powers that we use in secret to keep star stuff away from tyrants who try to rule the world. You mean like Queen Victoria? God save her. And no, that's different. She doesn't need star stuff to rule the world. She's British.
Director Michelle Tenenbaum deserves credit for taking a cast of 12 actors and crafting them into a well-oiled comedy machine that feels as if they'd been performing together for years. The afternoon I had attended was a special show for children who required sensory-friendly entertainment. Many of the children were very vocal, with one child even hopping onto stage immediately after curtain call and running to the top of the wood boxes that make up the set before a stage manager arrived to ensure the child was safely removed. With such a lively and talkative audience, I don't think anyone could blame the actors for being a little distracted during the performance. However, Tenenbaum's cast easily rolled with the punches. When children shouted out responses to something happening on the stage, instead of getting flustered, in two separate instances, both Baker and Pennycook simply smiled and spoke back to the specific audience member, making that child a part of the show without skipping a beat. I don't think one could fairly refer to this as a musical, though there are some awesome songs in it. Music director Leanne Valcarell helps bring those songs to life with a cast that is clearly game and know their way around a show tune or two. The music is canned, which I have stated in a previous review is a pet peeve of mine when used in live musicals, but with so few songs in each act, I again would hesitate to refer to the show as a musical so much as a comedy with songs. Earlier I had noted that the cast had used a combination of their performances and the audience's imagination to build the world of their story, but that isn't entirely true as they were greatly helped by the combination of Marika Kent's lighting design, Brian Hitzgraff's sound design, and Robin Vess's inspired set design. Prop mistress Linda Gordon deserves a shout out if just for providing that awesome flying puppet cat. Uh, that's really hard to understand out of context, but yeah, to see the show. Costume designer Whitney Locker had a unique challenge with this particular show as she was required to build costumes that both told you who these characters were, but weren't so distracting as to not allow the actors to switch characters entirely when the scene called upon it. All of the costumes in the show were executed well, particularly those of the many mermaids in the show. All in all, this is one of my favorite shows I've seen this year, and I am struggling to think of any flaws. The show runs a bit long, with both acts being an hour alongside a 15-minute intermission, but at no point does it feel like it's long, as the pacing in the show is on point. I personally don't tend to like anachronisms in a show when they don't appear to serve a purpose, but the audience I saw it with seemed to enjoy the modern references, and they were not terribly distracting. There are some jokes that I felt were too smart for some of the children in the audience, and even some jokes I thought were maybe too smart for some of the adults in the audience, but it all goes by so fast that inevitably there's something for everyone. Besides, given the option of taking your kids to see another movie about emojis or minions, I think there are worse things to expose your kids to than a show that might be too smart. I give Peter and the Starcatcher four and a half out of five stars. That is at this point our highest rating for a play so far, so if you haven't already bought tickets, go buy them now. Run. Better yet, fly. Think of Christmas, think of snow, think of sleigh bells, oh go. Like reindeer in the sky, you can fly, you can fly, you can fly. It's the same as having wings Take the path that more beams make If 
moon is still awake, you'll see him wink his eye. You can fly, you can fly, you can fly.